Good to see everyone today. Let's start with some prayer. Uh, Father God, we thank you for this opportunity to open your book and to read your word. Lord, we ask that you would apply it directly to our hearts and give us the strength and boldness to use it in this week to come. Lord, uh, thank you so much for your Holy Spirit to help us understand this word. And thank you for dying on the cross for us. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Well, summer has started in full force. Things are happening so fast that uh, it'll make your head spin. It's hard to keep up with everything, and it's getting hot. It all of a sudden turned hot. Vacation Bible School was this past week. Now, I love Vacation Bible School, and I know that I'm I'm not, uh, I don't have the common opinion there because <clears throat> a lot of the helpers, uh, that you know, it really stresses them out. And, and they do such a good job, so I don't know why they get stressed out. And maybe it's because I don't have big responsibilities at Vacation Bible School, and that's why I love it so much. I just get to do the actions with the kids and, and make sure that they are all right. But I love Vacation Bible School. Uh, if you helped out with Vacation Bible School, thank you so much um, for donating your time to share the good news of Jesus Christ with the children. You guys who helped, and I, I, I know that there's more desirable ways to kick off your summer than with a week of Vacation Bible School, but you guys who helped, it, it was a struggle, but you are storing up treasures in heaven. And you are doing the will of God. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6 says, To train up a child in the way that they should go, and they will not depart from it. In the book of Deuteronomy, chapters 4 and 6, it tells us to repeat the scriptures over and over again to our children and our grandchildren. And Jesus says, Matthew chapter 19, to let the little children come to him. Let them come to our Savior. Kids need to be taught. Oh, a kid can learn some things on his own. Like maybe how to talk. Maybe a kid can just listen to other people talk and, and they can learn a little bit there. But some things, like reading and understanding complex communication, those kind of things must be taught to a child. If a child never learns to understand language, then it's going to be hard for them to move on to the next stage of childhood development. Now, God loves the little children, and he actually wants adults to be like them in a way, in in the way that they trust. Matthew chapter 18, verse 3 says, I tell you the truth, Jesus' words, unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. The kids, man, they just, just put all their trust in a parent. That's how it's designed. And it's usually easy for them to trust in God. Small child. And Jesus says we don't want to lose that trust in God as we get older and as we mature. But as a child, uh, we have to move on in other ways 
so that we can continue to the next step. This principle applies both mentally and spiritually. You can't teach a child how to do algebra, algebra until they understand addition, subtraction, multiplica- multiplication, and division. And likewise, you can't teach a person how to lead others in life-changing spiritual decisions if they haven't learned and accepted how the Spirit of God is working in their own life. Uh, More simply put, you can't effectively make disciples of Jesus until you are a disciple of Jesus. Matthew chapter 28, uh, Jesus tells us to be disciple-makers. Go and make disciples. Some Christians, oh, they, they, they put their faith in Jesus and then they don't do anything about that faith. And some Christians, they become disciples themselves, but they don't make other disciples. Now, what exactly is a disciple? Maybe you've looked it up before, or maybe you have a good idea. And that would be an entire sermon in itself if I were to preach just on what a disciple is. But we can condense it, and uh, if we extract what the gospel says about being a disciple of Jesus, it would be defined like this. Worship God, serve God, and, and serve others as Jesus did, and witness, tell others about Jesus. Tell him. So you can see see here that someone someone might believe in God but not worship God someone might believe in God but not serve him or others and definitely someone can believe in God can worship God and serve God but not tell others about it within our New Testament Bible There is a letter, and this letter was written specifically to folks who believe in Jesus but are not sure about the whole disciple thing. This is the book of Hebrews. As you read through this letter, you get the idea that some of the people that the letter is to have quit at the believing part. They didn't become disciples. And some of the people, they became disciples, but they second-guessed their decision and didn't ever get to the making disciples part. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11, is the text we will be working out of today. Verse 11 says, There is much more we would like to say about this, but it is difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. Spiritually dull. This means they haven't moved on to the next step. And they don't seem to listen. They, they don't care. There are other things that are more important to them at the time. So they just don't listen. Verse 12 goes on to tell us, You have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others... Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. You are like babies 
who need milk and cannot eat solid food. Now, uh, understand this. There is nothing wrong with babies. Uh, we, we love babies. Um, babies are absolutely great. And uh, by the way, baby Cooper got to come home. Is that correct? Uh, Brant is now a grandpa. He's joined me in the grandpa ranks. And uh, he has his own, own grandson. And, and Cooper is doing well at, at home right now. So praise, praise God for that. We love babies, and there's nothing wrong with babies. Um, but at some point, we need to grow into what God means us to be. He's designed us to grow, and all of us have a purpose, and we have to grow into that. Chapter 6, right after verse 12, says uh, with verse 1, So let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. Let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. Surely we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of repenting from evil deeds and placing our faith in God. You don't need further instruction about baptisms, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And so, God willing, we will move forward to further understanding. Now let's understand this correctly, folks. These verses are not saying that we need to move on to other scripture. No. They are saying we need to move on to further understanding and further application of the principles of the scripture. Enough understanding that we can actually teach these principles. Which you can actually make disciples. Now this past week at at VBS there were some basic things taught. Some basic things taught to the kids there. But I can guarantee you that there were some kids who learned more than just the basic things because remember Hebrews chapter 5 verse 11 they were spiritually dull and they don't seem to listen. Well I can guarantee you there were kids that learned more because many of them were not spiritually dull, even at their young age. And many of them were listening to what was being taught to them. And that's exciting because even at that young stage, this is why we teach Sunday school for the young ones, why we have VBSs, so they will grow and move on to that next step and we can see it happening with our own eyes. So I'm going to go over uh, the key points that the disciple-makers the ones who taught VBS this past week, uh, were teaching the kids. And it might seem kind of like milk, but I want to dig into it and show you the solid food of what they were taught. Each day, there was an animal that was kind of in charge of bring, bringing the message. And the first day, we had an animal that was a lizard. His name was Harley. And I guess he's... A Gila, a Gila monster. And this is what he has to say. He says, God loves you no matter what. <laughs> That's right. I forgot that part. The kids would, would respond in that way. Uh, Harley the lizard tells us, Psalms 89 verse 2, Your unfailing love will last forever. 
God loves you no matter what. So the basic part of this, the, the milk of this, is that God loves you. Even when you forget to pick up your toys, kids, God loves you. Now, if, you've, if you have kids and, you know, sometimes they'll leave their, their uh, Legos about and you step on one. And, uh, mm, boy, when you step on a Lego, uh, it's not very fun. And so you get angry and you might yell at your kid, I told you to pick up your Legos. And, and so the kid is, is not happy because their mom and dad is angry at them. Um, you know, God loves you even when you forget to pick up your toys. But the solid food of this is... Solid food is we operate off of love, every one of us. We crave it. We need it. And we like it shown to us in many different ways. Some like love uh, physically in a hug. Some like love in words. And there's all different ways that we can love. But we operate off of this love. And you know where we learn it at first, love? It's from our parents, typically. It's from our parents. But as we grow, we realize that our parents get tired and get cranky sometimes. And uh, sometimes our, our parents don't necessarily do so well at showing us love. The solid food of this is if, if we base our value off of getting love from people, we are going to starve spiritually. But if we understand that God's love is what matters above all, then we can be spiritually full and we can move on to teach that same thing to others. No matter who has let you down, whether it's been a parent or a friend or a spouse or a boyfriend or a girlfriend, no matter who has let you down, God loves you no matter what. (laughs) And He loves you forever. If we're honest... We all probably struggle with that sometimes. That God loves us all the time? We probably struggle with that. But if you understand the truth of God's love, man, you will want to teach it to others. The next animal is is named Miley. And uh, Miley is a road runner. And uh, her message to us is, God is with you everywhere. She tells us, Joshua chapter 1, verse 9 says, For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The milk of this scripture is God has a plan for you, and whatever that plan is, he will be right there to help you. That's the milk of it. He has a plan. He's going to be with you everywhere. Pretty easy. Uh, But the solid food is, Man, you're in the middle of a battle. And it's often not pretty. As you grow older, you get in that battle, it's tough. In your life, as a Christian, you will come upon people who directly oppose you. You will see lives ruined by the devil's tools. Tools such as alcohol, Uh, drugs, adultery, you get the picture. There's plenty of them out there. And you yourself will be tempted by evil as well when you're a Christian. Now, just hearing those things right there, you want to say, as far as being a disciple, 
I'm out. I don't want to have to deal with all the difficulty, with people opposing me and devil's uh, tools against us and being tempted. But you know what? Just stepping out not an option. It's not an option. There's either defeat or victory. And in this situation, retreat is defeat. Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. This is why God, as our commander, commands us. This is my command. He commands us to be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. We all probably forget that God is with us wherever we go, especially as adults. And if we think about it, if we do think about it, we're probably thinking about God being with us when we're doing something wrong. Oh, I, I better not do that right now because God is watching. It's more of a guilt thing. But if we understand the truth of God being with us wherever we go, then we can be strong and courageous when life is hard. And it does get hard. We can be strong and courageous, and that is worth teaching to others. Our third animal is uh, Howell, the uh, coyote. He's a coyote. He He says, God is in charge. Psalms chapter 147, verse 5. How great is the Lord, is our Lord. His power is absolute. Now, the, the milk of this, the milk of this is, is uh, well, God's in charge. He's all-powerful. And when you're a milk drinker, uh, you probably don't think much about that one when you're young and, and your mind is, uh, is relying upon your parents. You know, God is in charge. He's all-powerful. But... As you learn more about who God is, you begin to wonder, what does that mean? If God is in charge, then why do, why do bad things happen? If God's in charge, then why don't all people just believe in Him? Now listen, you remember what what a... Harley the lizard said he said no matter what uh, God loves you God loves you no matter what if if God being in charge meant that there was no matter of wrong decisions then he wouldn't have to love us no matter what we make choices every day God gives us a choice to love Him. Some people love God, and some people don't. And a person might love God one day and not the next. But God loves every person. And His love is for us every single day. Our love, it's failable. Is that a word? Failable? It it fails. Our love fails. His love is unfailing. Unfailing. And that's hard to understand. The idea that our love can fail. And 
the choice, the free choice comes into mind, that free will to where we can choose to love God. And if, if he didn't give us that ability to love God, to love himself, then it wouldn't be love, would it? But it's hard to understand, and that's why the second part of this verse, uh, Psalms 147, verse 5, that Howell the coyote brings to us, says that it is beyond comprehension. His power is absolute. His understanding is beyond us. We can't understand it. We just accept it. He loves us so much, and in that way, he is in charge. Now, let me tell you what in charge means. We can know for sure that if you put your faith in the Lord Jesus and you trust in him, then the victory, his victory, is your victory. Romans chapter 8, verse 38 says, I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life Neither the angels or the demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. And that's worth telling others about. And that's also what Rolo the Armadillo has to tell us about next. Rolo. He says, God is stronger than anything. Romans 8.38 I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Milkwise, Oh, this one's easy. When you're a kid, you know that your dad can beat up everybody else's dad. It's just automatically known. And so if you believe that your dad is the strongest man in the world then it's not hard to believe that God is stronger than anything because God made your daddy. But the solid food, though, we've got to understand that death, demons, fears, worries, and the powers of hell, which, by the way, all those things are the the main things that usually trip us up. All those things cannot separate us from God and His love as long as we cling to Christ Jesus our Lord because He is stronger than anything. And that's worth telling other people about. The last animal, the last of the week, uh, we have Jet the Jackrabbit or Hare, whatever you want to call him. He says, God is surprising Psalms chapter 66, verse 5. Come and see what our God has done, what awesome miracles he performs for his people. The milk of this one? Well, look at all these animals. They're amazing, really. Uh, the lizard? Uh, the lizard can live on, um, on uh, one meal per year. Can you imagine that? Only eating once per year. And so that's pretty cool. The roadrunner, he can outrun Wiley Coyote every single time. And the coyote, 
Well, he can live in the middle of the city. That's pretty crazy that a wild animal lives right in the middle of any city. And and uh, jackrabbits, they can jump 20 feet, like not straight in the air, but long ways. That's a long way. Jackrabbit can and, But the my favorite, the most amazing one of all, is uh, armadillos. And I know supposedly they can give you leprosy, but they're really cool because they can run 30 miles per hour, uh, 30 miles per hour. They can jump five feet straight up in the air. They can swim really well. They can hold their breath for six minutes and walk on the bottom of a river to get to the other side. And they do all that with armor plating. Now for me, and for a kid, maybe, you know, one who's living off of milk, that's pretty surprising. But when you get a little older... Sometimes you aren't as much impressed by God's creation, not as much as when you were young. You know, when I, when I seen what the rabbit had to say, I wondered about it. When he said, God is surprising. I mean, God really shouldn't surprise us. His word tells us all about how he loves us no matter what about he is with us everywhere, about how he is in charge and he is stronger than anything. Maybe we shouldn't be surprised about who God is. Maybe you're not surprised by his creation. But maybe you would be impressed by a lame person being made to walk again. Or by a blind person being made to see Perhaps you'd be impressed and surprised by the miracle of someone being raised from the dead. I mean, that's good. But the real meat and potatoes, the real solid food miracle, is that he gave his one and only son so that everyone believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. That's how much God loves us. And even though the scripture says it, tells us that. Every time I think of all my sin, I think of all the sin of the world, and then I think of perfect Jesus taking it all on so that we could be forgiven. Every time I think of that, His love surprises me. And it's worth telling someone about. We just went over some basic principles, some basic scriptures that might seem like milk for the kids. There's a whole lot of solid food in all of God's word. And I pray that you take it seriously. And like the writer of Hebrews, I pray for you to move forward in the mature understanding of who God is. And what he did for you. And finally, I pray that you will be a disciple maker. Like Jesus has called you to be. Worship God. Serve God. And tell people who he is. And what he has done for them. Will you bow with me in prayer? Lord Jesus, we thank you so much. 
for the love that you showed us on the cross. Thank you so much that you are in control, that you are so powerful, the most, the most powerful thing that is, God, that you are strongest. God, we thank you so much that even when we make bad decisions, you are there to love us every day, all the time, Lord God. We thank you for leading us, Lord, down the path that takes us to heaven, God. We couldn't get there without you, Jesus. Lord, we ask for forgiveness and boldness. Lord, give us the courage, the strength to do your will. Lord, to live off of your solid food.